Welcome to the Lozada Beats in Blood podcast. I'm your host, Lozada, and this is the first season uh, epilogue or recap episode. I uh, just wanted to talk about how season one all came together, uh, what was involved in the process, and just give you all a little bit of insight into uh, how Beats in Blood came to be. So first off, a big thank you to everyone who've, who has listened to the season thus far. I truly appreciate uh, everyone giving their time to hear the stories, to share amongst their friends and family, um, to talk about what Blazada Beats and Blood is. And again, just from the bottom, bottom of my heart, I wanted to say a big thank you. Um, this never would have gotten this far without your support, and it really means a lot to me. So. The the first thing I wanted to talk about was uh, how this came to be. So about two years ago, um, may have been three, um, I wrote an original scary story uh, that I released on Halloween. Um, this wasn't released online. It wasn't on Spotify or on any podcasts um, platforms. But uh, the story that I wrote was called Reggie. And the story of Reggie was something that I wrote up about this weird uh, young boy who comes and out of the woods and approaches um, a younger fictionalized version version of myself. Um, he comes in the middle of the night um, from out of the woods and he approaches me, this young boy who happens to be standing at the edge of the fence. Um, this young boy who's mysterious is featureless. He has no eyes, no hair. Um, and he approaches the fence and causes the young boy, who is me in this scenario, um, to freak out. And then my fictionalized version of myself starts to notice that my fingernails are popping off, my hair is falling out, and at the same time that other creature boy is gaining or growing hair and getting nails and is starting to replicate me. And that story, I, um, I'll give you the ending of it, basically. So this... Um, this young version of myself sees this boy, freaks out. Uh, I pass out that young version of myself while this other mysterious boy approaches, crosses the fence, enters my yard, and uh, as I black out, and then it, it kind of finishes. But then when I wake up at the end of that story, um, my mother in that story calls me to breakfast, and she also calls my uh, young brother, who I've never had a brother in that story, and it happens to be Reggie. And he just tells me, good morning, and I'll see you at the breakfast table. So it was just a creepy story that I wrote and I released on Halloween. And I only played it for my family. And I played it in my garage, which I'm in now. And I had all the lights off. And I thought it was really good. It gave my kids the creeps. My wife really enjoyed it. She actually played a part in it as well. Um, she is the voice of Zelda. And she is the one who introduces episode uh, seven, I believe, which is uh, Don't Ignore the Omen. Um, and she also introduces and then ends the season finale episode Feet, which is also coincides with Halloween. Um, and then the, the other episodes in season one, um, they were collected from my family. They um, were told from my um, my brothers, my sister-in-law, my wife Judy, who is Zelda, and then a close friend of ours um, from Canada. He is the one who is the storyteller of A Devil on the Green. 
And then my friend Albert told the story of Tickle Me Toro, in which he discovered this weird plushy bull toy that uh, freaked him out when he was a kid. And then um, my mother-in-law, Miss Mrs. Irma Golden, tells the story um, of encountering this um, person who's on fire. And that episode is called It Burns, which I really enjoyed as well. And then um, I wrote and I narrated the season finale episode, which is um, Feet. which is also the Halloween season finale episode, which I really enjoyed putting together. Um, that one went through a lot of drafts. I rewrote a lot of it, especially the ending, which I wasn't happy with at the in the first draft. And then I assembled and I uh, made the music and the sound effects within GarageBand uh, on my phone. And um, that process has been really fun. That's I use GarageBand to make the music and the sound effects for the podcast, in addition to the music that I make um, under the alias Blazada, which is the moniker that I use to make um, music and distribute online through uh, DistroKid, which is an online distributor uh, that allows me to send my music out into the world. And it's currently available under Blazada on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, and all other major streaming platforms, which is fantastic. I love... Um, I've loved thus far the, the process of making music on GarageBand, uh, also by playing my guitar, which you may not be able to see, but it's right there on the wall. And um, I love re releasing it into the world, uh, which has been fantastic. Um, so I use GarageBand to, to make the drum beats, to make the bass, um, to assemble the synthesizer, put everything together along with the guitar that I'll play um, on my own, and I'll mix everything. Um, I've only sang in two songs, which has been Blood Moonlight and also um, Social Anxiety Disorder and the Anxiety Metal Mix, which I've loved putting together as well. The music that I put together, uh, including the, the, the songs that I've uh, wrote lyrics for and sang on, um, again, has been a really uh, great means for me to um, release any creativity that I have within myself. Uh, it serves as a great music, um, musical creative outlet, and it's been nothing but rewarding. Um, it has been um, a time-involving process. A lot of labor goes into assembling the, um, the different tracks on, um, on each song, putting everything together. I'm a big... Um, proponent of perfection. I have a little bit of OCD, uh, which means that I'll take a lot of time in crafting every song just to make sure that it comes out and that it, everything's, uh, everything has great timing and everything sounds as, as good as it can. Um, I'll be honest and I'll say that some of the songs that I have released, I've actually deleted and then worked on again and then re-released just because I felt that, it, that they could have been stronger. Um, but overall, uh, making the music uh, uh, and also making the music and sound effects for Blazada Beats and Blood has been um, just great overall. I have nothing but positive things to say about utilizing uh, GarageBand to make your own music, assemble everything using DistroKid, um, which you can also visit at distrokid.com um, to upload your music and then they'll do the work of distributing it to all the major streaming platforms. So I'm a big supporter of DistroKid, and I believe that the starter, um, the starter program 
that you can pay for, which I believe is only $20 for an entire, for an entire year, allows you to upload unlimited songs and they'll do the work of distributing to all the major streaming platforms. You just have to do the work of promoting yourself. Um, they provide you a couple of uh, templates and pictures and um, some giphy like videos that you can use to uh, promote your own music, but you have to do the work of putting it online through social media. Um, but overall, DistroKid, uh, available at distrokid.com, has been really great. And I'll, I'm a big advocate for using that distributor. Um, going back to Blizzada Beats and Blood, um, so I've I reached out to my family and I've asked them um, over the course of a year or so to uh, tell me their scary stories, to share what they have from their life that has either been real to them, that they've experienced, and that they have no explanation for. Um, Others have crafted their own original, scary, fictionalized stories based off of maybe something that, that happened to them when they were younger, and they just kind of crafted a, an original story from that. Um, the first story, which you'll hear under episode one, which is um, A Nightmare on the West Side, was written and narrated by my wife, Judy, under the alias Zelda. Um, she wrote an amazing first episode uh, entirely on her own, and I recorded the episode, I did the introduction for her, but that episode I, I really love just because it is all um, original from her. Uh, she did an ama amazing job with uh, the voice acting and um, the performance overall. Um, I really enjoyed walking, that, uh, walking through that with her. Um, the second episode was um, an actual event uh, that occurred to my sister-in-law, Susan, um, hers was The Intruder. Uh, that story, which you may have already heard, um, tells the story of when her and her family encountered someone um, who was attempting to get into their home when she was a young girl. Um, and the, the person kept coming back on different occasions and trying to and break into the home uh, until eventually he, he was on some type of uh, drug which caused him to have some type of a heart attack and he died when... Um, when their parents were returning back from a date um, in the evening. So that was a really disturbing story of something that happened to her. Um, episode three, if I'm, if I can remember right, episode three was um, a haunting at the courthouse. And um, that was a story told by my older brother, Pete or Pedro, um, in which uh, when he worked at the Bear County courthouse for a short period of time, when he would go up, to uh, one of the upper levels uh, he worked at as a court clerk. He encountered some weird um, interaction with something um, when he was walking down a hall and he, um, he saw pieces of paper being tossed or thrown from behind a corner and there was nobody there who would be doing that. And that really freaked him out. That's why he, he wanted to tell his story. So um, I really loved his story and he was eager to share and he, he really told a solid um uh, reenactment of how that happened yeah season four episode four was it burns which was told by my mother-in-law um, mrs irma golden and she tells this really amazing story of when um when she was younger um encountering this farmer like figure who was a flame he was just fully on fire um the catchphrase of that episode which is spread throughout my uh throughout the listenership has been full flame fire um she is fantastic at at you know, giving that that um, visual of what she saw when she was younger. And um, the episode thereafter was um, The Hidden Tenant, which was told by my older brother, Daniel. 
um, of when he and his girlfriend, uh, Sela, encountered this weird entity at both um, of their separate apartments. And the noises that they encountered, the, the things that they saw in the middle of the night, um, which was really creepy the way in which he described it um, and how his girlfriend was, you know, caught off guard and disturbed by this thing that was in her in her uh, closet that she could just see the outline of. And that was incredibly creepy. And I'm glad I'm very thankful that he shared that story um, of both of their experiences. Um, the next episode thereafter is the uh, the devil on the green uh, which was told by my uh, my neighbor and friend uh, Lloyd Pilkey. He hails from Canada, and he gave a really haunting um, performance. and And he told that story extremely well of when uh, he and his sister encountered this devil-like figure that was um, in the building in which they worked when they were younger. And that one is, has the most streams at the moment. Which thank you again for all of you for listening and sharing. Um, it may have been something to do with with his you know his raspy grizzly uh, uh voice acting in that story or just the the title alone or the the uh, the visual that he that he gave in that story of seeing a devil in the window from a distance and that was incredibly creepy as well um the story after that was um the one that in which Judy my wife um interviewed uh, her friend, which her name I will protect um, out of privacy, as she requested not to have the, uh, her name shared for the podcast, which is totally understandable. Um, but it was uh, Don't Ignore the Omen, and that is the episode of which she tells us about. Um, when she was younger, she had a premonition about some type of you know event, and she wanted to turn on the radio and, and hear about what's going on because she had this feeling that she couldn't ignore. And, of course, it ended up being a real-life event, which occurred in Brownsville, Texas, in which there was a storm which caused a, uh, a building to uh, collapse after being struck by lightning. So I'm incredibly thankful that her friend um, shared with us that story, which again was true and you know was extremely uh, traumatic for herself and for her older brother, um, who, you, who you'll hear is, um, the, you know, encountered a lot of that himself when that event occurred. Uh, the next episode after that, episode eight, is Tickle Me Toro, which I really love because that's um, a story told by my close friend Albert uh, of when he was given a toy at a young age, which haunted him and his family. Um, he joined us here in the studio and sat right here in the chair across from me, and he he shared his experience, and he um, was incredibly shaken by that event, uh, understandably being a, a young kid and, and encountering something like that, which he couldn't explain. Um, I thought it was great that he... Um, gave that little detail at the end about how his dad immediately took that creepy toy and tossed it in the fire, which is something that I totally would have done as well if I saw or heard one of my kids' toys making noise, you know, on its own without any batteries in it. That would have freaked me out. Um, and of course, this leads us to uh, the last episode, episode nine, um, the season finale, the Halloween episode, and also it's called Feet. That's my original story that I crafted, um, which again took the course of about a week uh, just to perfect and I'm really happy with how it came out um, it was a follow-up to the original story of Reggie which I described at the beginning um, a story about um, this weird creature with odd feet with nine toes on each foot that just slithers and follows me uh, the character me 
um, into every restroom stall that I go to over the course of a few weeks. And I really loved some of the details that I that I wanted to put in there, which were um, that these uh, instances in which I was being followed or trapped and then approached by this creature. Uh, the first uh, first location was the Alamo Draft House, which I love the Alamo Draft House. Um, so I was, um, you know, excited to put that name in there. And then the second location was a Whataburger. I am a big fan of Whataburger. I've always have been. So I wanted to throw that in there also. And then, of course, I live at HEB, uh, being a San Antonian, being a Texan. Um, I'm always at an HEB. So I wanted to end the story uh, with my character meeting his end um, in a restroom at an HEB. Um, all of these uh, locations I can personally atone to have uh, very clean, very well-kept restrooms, nothing against any of those locations. I just, because I love um, going to each of those locations in town, I just wanted to throw, the, throw those names in there um, just to say, hey, I'm, I support you guys. And I wanted you guys to get some, some uh, attention. Um, so that that um, that kind of recaps everything. Um, I will say that um, the time that's been involved to make the score, the soundtrack for every episode, um, it's it's been a lot. Um, I'll spend a lot of time on the couch or in my studio just crafting these these you know intensely creepy um, you know creepy ambiance uh, scores with a lot of synthesizer, a lot of um, homemade sounds, which. Uh, I will tell you that in episode one, um, it was a lot of um, just homemade uh, sound effects. The the sound for the creature in episode one, which was this Dalmatian-like, uh, man-like figure, when he transformed from a dog in that story that Judy told into a man-like creature, what we ended up doing was getting a bell pepper, and we crushed it right up against the microphone. Uh, to create that sound of this creature transforming, of bones cracking and, and muscles stretching. That came from just cracking um, or crushing a bell pepper right along, right up against the microphone, which um, I got some inspira uh, inspiration watching uh, Foley artists on YouTube and how they craft these uh, incredibly creepy sounds for movie movies and shows. Um, so I love doing that. And then, of course, you know, my wife and I would... Um, jiggle the handle of a door or rattle it, you know, kind of bang it back and forth to make the sound of, of her character in the story trying to enter a door to escape the creature. And then we use the same tactics to create the sounds for the other episodes um, along with uh, crafting the, the music and the sound effects in GarageBand. So it's kind of been a um, like a combination of different things to make the the really creepy sounds and score for, um, for every episode. And so... Um, that's been extremely fun is is finding new ways in every episode to to make this the uh the score and the sounds incredibly uh terrifying and to 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 give that sense of dread for every episode um has been you know really fun to to find new ways to to craft for every uh, episode and make them all unique um the i would say that one of the challenges that's come from um making every episode for the first season has been um, sourcing the the stories from people because a lot of people who have had um, traumatic events or creepy encounters or things that they have just been that have maybe stayed with them for years they're not comfortable with uh, with sharing which is totally understandable um, 
yeah, there are so many people who have been very willing to share their stories with us. Um, others who just are not comfortable with with um, you know revealing revealing what uh, what has happened to them in their past, which is again totally understandable. Um, you know, a lot of people have maybe they just um, they're not very comfortable with having their voice being on a podcast or on the radio. Um, I know there are one or two who 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 say yes. You know, we have I have a story for you, but would you narrate it for me? Um, which again is is totally understandable, and I that'll probably um, show up in season two, uh, closer to Halloween next year. So um, again, I'm incredibly grateful for the people who have shared their stories with Blizzard of Beats and Blood thus far. Um, it wouldn't have been possible without their stories and without them lending their time into recording for for us. Um, hold on. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, I, you, I take the stories that everyone has shared and I, um, which are incredible stories on their own. And I only try to enhance as much as I can with music and with sound effects to set the scene for the listener, uh, for you all. And, um, that's, that's a process that I love. It just, it fulfills this, uh, creative need that's within me. And, um, I'm hoping to, uh, to take it to a level to where I can truly monetize it and um, make it, you know, kind of reward the time that I've put into it that my wife Judy has invested into it also. And, and um, you know, of course, allowing me the time to make these, which, you know, is a, is a big testament to her, um, to her understanding, her love for me and her, you know, her patience. And I, I'm truly thankful for uh, my wife Judy supporting me and, and supporting Blizzard of Beats and Blood um, again, it, it wouldn't have been possible without her help and without her, um, you know, sourcing some of the stories on her end as well and promoting promoting it. So, um, again, just a big thank you to everyone who's listened to Blazada Beats and Blood thus far. Um, I am intending to make more episodes for season two, again, closer to Halloween for next year. Um, but if there are any additional stories that any of you would like to share that may not be scary or spooky, but are just, you know events from your lives that have truly affected you that you want to talk about you want to have shared on spotify or apple podcasts please feel free to reach out to blazada beats and blood on uh, blazada.com at you can email us at blazada productions at gmail.com you can also direct message uh, blazada on instagram tiktok twitter facebook um, constantly checking that as well um, share your stories whatever you're comfortable sharing and know that blazada will um, only seek to enhance your story to set the scene for you based on what you decide to share. Um, it's something that we are extremely thankful for that you would invest your time and share that story with the world. And it's it's truly my pleasure, and it's been my pleasure to um, to work with you and to have and to share that story um, from the events from your lives that have um, that have impacted you. Thank you to the fans of Blazada. The Blazada, um, thank you to the fans of Blazada. Continue to listen to Blazada on Spotify and Apple Music and on all major streaming platforms. I am currently, uh, my music is currently available on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, and all major streaming platforms. My debut album, which is called That's Your Fault, is currently available and streaming now, along with other singles that I've released uh, since then, which have been Zombie Walk. Um, anxiety metal mix, social anxiety disorder, 
picking up the pieces, which that track in particular I'm extremely proud of um, because it is it took a long time to uh, assemble the guitar and also the bass for that song and just you know mixing it in with the drum beat. Um, I love picking up the pieces and also uh, Blood Moonlight, which is one of the few songs that I sang on. I do intend to make um, the album uh, that will release next year, which is called Resilient, and it'll debut sometime in 2023, and it'll involve more beats, more vocal work. Um, I'm still kind of shaky on the singing part, but I do like, um, you know, putting my voice for the, uh, I do like putting my voice to the songs. I have it's it's I think the process for me for um, that's been the most challenging has been the songwriting part. I'm still working on crafting lyrics that are true to me, and that I know that you all will enjoy and that listeners will enjoy too. Um, so you know, watch out for that and more singles that I'll re that I'll release, and for the next album Resilience, which is again dropping next year, which will involve uh, more singing and more guitar work and more um, just kind of a combination of different aspects of the music making process. Um, I think I, if I've, I may have been asked before um, what the musical, what the music genre is that I'm uh, putting out there, and I would just say it's kind of all over the place. I do love electronic music, I do love um, metal music, um, I do love hip hop, and I do love kind of the genres that exist in between the subgenres. So there's not one genre in particular that I am uh, putting out music for. It's just kind of a combination of different things, whatever I'm feeling at the moment. Um, I can really be into heavy metal or, or rock music for a few weeks and then it'll shift to hip hop and then it'll shift to, you know, EDM music, dance music, it'll shift to hip hop. But um, any music uh, that I make, it comes from a place where I just love um, anything with a beat. So if, if the music moves you, if it, if it has a nice drum beat, if it has a strong bass or a heavy metal riff, um, anything that moves you or that rather that moves me, I'm, I'm trying to uh, put music out there that reflects that and that hopefully resonates with you all. Um, as you may have noticed in the podcast, I include uh, the music that I've created into the introductions and the, and the outros. Um, not on every podcast, especially not the season finale, which I kind of left to be... Uh, well, actually, no, in the season finale, the um, the music that uh, exits the episode, that's the um, the instrumental version of anxiety or social anxiety disorder. Um, I just I like putting that as, you know, in the in the podcast, just as a way to say, hey, you know, Blizzada also makes uh, music, which you can hear online. Um, so, again, uh, just to recap, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, continue to support. Uh, the podcast and the music by sharing with your friends and family let them know that this music and podcast is out there uh it comes from a place of love i love putting the music out there in the podcast and I, again I, it couldn't have been done without the support of my wife judy zelda um and my family um and also my friends who have shared their stories um i also did want to give a special shout out to uh, a few of my friends and um podcast hosts and online creators uh, the work for uh, the work of which I'm a huge fan of and supporter of. Um, the first of which is a podcast, and it is called Film Juice. It is currently available for streaming on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, I believe, and also on YouTube. Uh, Film Juice. So they review movies, and I love the episodes that they've produced thus far. Um, it's co-hosted by my friend Michael Trevino and his uh, friend John. Sorry, I don't know uh, John's last name, but they make incredible episodes, so check them out again. Uh, Film Juice, 
available on Spotify, YouTube, and I'm assuming all other major streaming platforms. Um, uh, I also do want to give a shout out to um, the work of Coffee Streams. Um, he is currently producing a great comic um, that is releasing online soon, and he showcases some of his work on TikTok and also on Twitter and Instagram. So again, check him out. It is Coffee Streams. I also want to give a shout out to my friend Albert. He is the uh, lead singer and guitarist for the band uh, Space Wolf or Space Space Wolves. Um, I do apologize. I may have butchered that. Um, but he also produces great alternative uh, rock music. So again, um, follow Space Wolf or Space Wolves um, currently on SoundCloud and on uh, soon to be on Spotify, I believe. And again, a big shout out and thank you to all my friends and uh, family who have supported me thus far. Again, a big shout out to my wife, Judy, under the alias Zelda. She is the co-host of Blizzada. Uh, without without their love and support, uh, this wouldn't have come to be. So again, thank you uh, to everyone involved. And uh, of course, to you, all the listeners, uh, continue to share Blizzada Beats and Blood and also Blizzada Music uh, available on Spotify, Apple Music and on Apple Podcasts and all other major streaming platforms. I'm excited to uh, be able to make more content in the future, so look out for exciting stuff. And as always, 